The Alta Scientist, a scientific journal by Alta Sciences, a different kind of CRO and CDMO. Issue 13. In this issue, we review safety pharmacology guidelines and practices. Section 1. Key considerations for safety pharmacology studies. Safety pharmacology studies are defined in the International Conference on Harmonization, known as the ICH S7A guidance, as those studies that investigate the potential undesirable pharmacodynamic effects of a substance on physiological functions in relation to exposure in the therapeutic range and above. In other words, they are a set of tests focused on potentially adverse effects of pharmaceutical or biological agents, differing from traditional toxicology studies as they are typically concentrated on a single organ or physiological system. Safety pharmacology studies should have a clearly identified and delineated investigational plan to identify undesirable pharmacodynamic properties of a substance that may have relevance to its human safety, evaluate adverse pharmacodynamic and or pathophysiological effects of a substance observed in toxicology and or clinical studies, and investigate the mechanism of the adverse pharmacodynamic effects observed and or suspected. Bearing in mind the objectives and the unique properties of the test article, there are a number of points to consider in selecting and designing a program of safety pharmacology studies, including the effects directly related to the test substance's therapeutic class. In the S7A guideline, the example of proarrhythmia caused by antiarrhythmic agents is provided as an illustration of a mechanism of action causing specific adverse effects. Adverse effects associated with the chemical or therapeutic class must also be considered, independently of the primary pharmacodynamic effects. The classic example given by S7A is antipsychotics and QT prolongation, which in fact is the subject of a completely separate guideline. Also, to be considered are ligand binding or enzyme assays, which may suggest potential for adverse effects. And lastly, the results from previous safety pharmacology pharmacodynamic, or toxicology studies, or from human use that would warrant further investigation must be considered when selecting and designing a program of safety pharmacology studies. There is a core battery of safety pharmacology studies designed to investigate the effects of the test substance on vital functions. The vital organ systems typically considered are the cardiovascular, respiratory, and central nervous systems, or CNS. These should be included in the core battery and studies should be conducted before human exposure, in accordance with ICH-S7A and S7B.2. In some instances, based on scientific rationale, the core battery need not be implemented or should be supplemented. The core battery meets worldwide regulatory requirements and is the backbone of the vast majority of safety pharmacology programs. Combination of the cardiovascular and respiratory assessments in the selected non-rodent species is a suitable approach that can have beneficial impacts on costs and resources. Safety pharmacology studies are required to be conducted in accordance with good laboratory practices, referred to as GLP. It is recognized that due to their unique design, it may not be possible to conduct all studies in a GLP-compliant manner. However, all reasonable attempts should be made to perform them within the framework of GLP. Other organ systems, such as the renal or gastrointestinal, which may be affected in a transient manner, without causing irreversible damage or death, are not included in the core battery and would generally be examined in supplementary studies. That said, 
these non-core systems may take on greater importance in specific human clinical patient populations. For example, in the assessment of effects on the gastrointestinal tract for Crohn's disease and on renal function in primary renal hypertension. Considerable information concerning the properties and behavior of a test article is necessary before embarking on a safety pharmacology program. This impacts the timing of studies with respect to clinical development. As a minimum, the core battery should be performed prior to first administration in humans, along with any supplemental studies to address specific causes for concern. Section 2. Core and Supplemental Studies The following list is not meant to be comprehensive or prescriptive, and as discussed earlier, the study should be selected on a case-by-case -case basis for a particular test article. In some cases, it may be appropriate to address certain effects during the conduct of other non-clinical and or clinical studies. Core studies include cardiovascular, central nervous system, and respiratory. Cardiovascular studies should evaluate blood pressure, heart rate, and the electrocardiogram. In vivo, in vitro, and or ex vivo evaluations, including methods for repolarization and conductance abnormalities, should also be considered. Cardiovascular studies are conducted in the same as non-rodent species and toxicology studies. Follow-up studies may include cardiac output, ventricular contractility, vascular resistance, the effects of endogenous and or exogenous substances on the cardiovascular responses. The endpoints for the cardiovascular system in the S7A guideline include blood pressure, heart rate, an electrocardiogram, or ECG evaluation. Standard measurements for blood pressure include systolic and diastolic readings. Quantitative and qualitative cardiology evaluations are performed from lead 2, and the heart rate is typically derived from the RR interval on the ECG. Measurement of the QT interval is necessary to comply with the ICH S7B guidance. It is suggested to perform in vivo and ex vivo or in vitro evaluations, including repolarization and conductance abnormalities. In vitro studies, for example HERG, will permit the evaluation of repolarization of the cardiac human cells when exposed to the drug. In vivo studies are typically performed on freely moving, conscious, telemetered dogs or primates. An anesthetized study is acceptable if toxicity or lack of exposure prevent the use of freely moving animals. Although the S7A guidance recommends telemetry as first choice because it allows animals to be unrestrained and conscious, thus in a normal environment, the data collected using commercially available systems are limited. The core battery requirement can be assessed. However, for some test articles, it may be appropriate to consider performing a complete cardiovascular profile, including assessment of pulmonary artery pressure, cardiac output, stroke volume, left ventricle pressure, and rates of ventricle contraction and relaxation. By collecting these data early, possible need for follow-up studies can be reduced and potential development delays can be avoided. The main drawback to this approach is the relatively short duration, days, when compared to telemetry, months, and the increased potential for artifacts related to changes in the position of catheters used for measurements. The investigator has a choice to make when considering the cardiovascular studies, and the specific properties of the test article need to be carefully considered before a decision is made. As for central nervous system studies, they should evaluate motor activity, behavioral changes, coordination, sensory and motor reflex responses, and body temperature. 
For example, a functional observation battery, modified Irwin's, or another appropriate test can be used. CNS studies are generally conducted in the same rodent species used in toxicology studies. Follow-up studies may include behavioral pharmacology, learning and memory, ligand-specific binding, neurochemistry, visual, auditory, and or electrophysiology examinations. The CNS endpoints include motor activity, behavioral changes, coordination, sensory motor reflex responses, and body temperature. S7A describes a number of evaluations which should be performed, the majority of which are included in a standard functional observational battery or modified Irwin screen. The functional observational battery and modified Irwin screen have a wealth of historical data regarding their performance and use in evaluation of numerous test articles of different classes. However, due to the subjective nature of the evaluation and interpretation of some behavioral responses, these assessments should be performed by experienced, well-trained personnel, and their training should involve the use of positive control articles, which will cause a wide range of changes in behavior. As for respiratory studies, they should evaluate respiratory rate and other measures of respiratory function, such as tidal volume or hemoglobin oxygen saturation. These studies are conducted in the same as non-rodent or rodent species in toxicology studies. Respiratory assessments can be combined with cardiovascular evaluations in the non-rodent species using surgically implanted telemetry. Follow-up studies may include airway resistance, compliance, pulmonary arterial pressure, blood gases, blood pH, etc. Respiratory rate and other measures of respiratory function, for example, tidal volume and or hemoglobin oxygen saturation, should be evaluated using appropriate methodologies. Whole body plethysmography in freely moving, conscious rats is one of the standard approaches. Clinical observations of animals are generally not sufficient to assess respiratory function. Combination of the cardiovascular and respiratory assessments in the selected non-rodent species is also a suitable approach, using surgically implanted animals. This combination permits study of time-dependent effects and allows for insight into possible mechanisms of action. In addition, since two of the three core assessments can be combined, this approach can have beneficial impacts on decreasing the number of animals used, cost, and other resources. Supplemental studies that may be required based on scientific rationale include renal and urinary system, autonomic nervous system, gastrointestinal system, and other organ systems. For renal and urinary system studies, urinary volume, specific gravity, osmolality, pH, fluid and electrolyte balance, proteins, cytology, and blood chemistry determinations, such as blood urea nitrogen, creatinine, and plasma proteins can be used. For autonomic nervous system studies, binding to receptors relevant to the autonomic nervous system, functional responses to agonists or antagonists in vivo or in vitro, Direct stimulation of autonomic nerves and measurement of cardiovascular responses, baroreflex testing, and heart rate variability can be used. For the gastrointestinal system, gastric secretion, gastrointestinal injury potential, bile secretion, transit time in vivo, allele contraction in vitro, gastric pH measurement, and pooling can be used. Effects of the test substance on organ systems not investigated elsewhere 
should be assessed when there is a reason for concern. For example, dependency potential or skeletal muscle, immune, and endocrine functions can be investigated. Section 3. Species Selection There are a number of test system options that can be explored. Historical models of safety evaluation drive the design for the majority of studies, meaning that rats are used for CNS and respiratory studies, dogs for cardiovascular. More recently, and with the appropriate technology, respiratory assessments can be combined with cardiovascular studies in dogs and monkeys. Sometimes, traditional models may not be the most appropriate for the test article, and, in those cases, consideration should be given to pharmacological responsiveness, pharmacokinetic profile, sensitivity, and available background data. When departing from the standard test systems, it is important that the use of the animal model can be justified based on evaluation of the above factors. As discussed previously, the guideline states that data from conscious, unrestrained, unanesthetized animals is preferred, and that the use of chronically instrumented or telemetered animals should be seriously considered. Section 4. Number of Animals Group size for each assay is another important consideration in study design. S7A does not define a specific requirement and states that the group sizes should be sufficient to allow meaningful interpretation of data and demonstrate the presence or absence of a biologically significant effect of the test article. For CNS and respiratory studies in the core battery, power analysis of the raw data has shown that group sizes of 6 and 8 males, respectively, will meet and generally exceed the desired power of 80%. For cardiovascular studies, various designs can be employed, possibly involving increasing doses of the test article following a washout period or variations of crossover designs. Thus, the number of animals will vary from study to study. Section 5. Routes of Administration The route of administration for safety pharmacology studies should generally be the same as the intended clinical route whenever possible. When the expected clinical route is not possible, it is important to ensure that exposure to the parent compound and major metabolites is similar to, or greater than, that achieved in humans. Section 6. Dose Level Selection and Duration Safety pharmacology studies should define a dose-response relationship for any observed adverse effects, with evaluation of the onset and duration of the response. Using core battery studies as an example, assessments are typically performed around the time of maximum concentration and during the elimination phase to show potential for delayed onset or reversibility of any effects. Dose levels should include and exceed the therapeutic range. In the absence of an adverse effect on the parameter being evaluated, the maximum dose should be the one that produces moderate effects in studies of a similar route and duration. For practical reasons, toxic effects at these dose levels, so tremors during ECG recording, may confound interpretation of results and serve to limit dose levels used in the study. The study should usually be performed as single-dose administrations. In cases where certain responses may present only following a given treatment duration, the duration of the safety pharmacology study should be established accordingly. Evaluation of metabolites is usually accomplished through dosing of the parent compound in animal studies. However, the major human metabolites may be absent or present at very low concentrations in the animal model. As such, consideration should be given to standalone studies to assess the effects of these metabolites. 
Section 7. Supplemental Studies, also referred to as follow-up studies. Follow-up studies may be required based on the pharmacological properties of the test article, or if concerns arise from the core battery studies, clinical trials, pharmacovigilance, or other sources. For supplemental CNS testing, there are a number of models to choose from, depending on the pharmacodynamics of the drug. Some that are considered most relevant include evaluation of potential for proconvulsant activity, assessments of auditory or visual changes, potential drug interaction or analgesic activity, and effects on learning and memory. Supplemental cardiovascular evaluation, as discussed previously in comparing methods for the core battery, can be collected in one study if the decision is made to perform a full, early-stage cardiovascular profile. Otherwise, the additional data is not usually challenging to obtain via standard animal model. Supplemental evaluation of respiratory parameters can present a challenge, as models available to assess the required effects on airway resistance and compliance may involve the use of anesthetized animals. Alternative designs are available. However, these are only required if the core battery assessment or other sources raise concerns. Among the remaining systems, those commonly tested in supplemental studies are the renal and gastrointestinal systems. Renal safety pharmacology evaluation can be performed as part of single-dose toxicology studies if their design includes urine and serum or plasma collection over a suitable period of time. These studies can provide more complete data than a standalone renal safety pharmacology study when gross examination and histopathology on relevant tissues are included. For gastrointestinal assessment, various studies can be conducted using common models for evaluation of gastric damage, secretion, pH measurement, emptying, transit time, and contraction. Other systems should be investigated only when there is cause for concern. Section 8. Safety Pharmacology Endpoints on Traditional Toxicology Studies Safety pharmacology endpoints can be included in the regulatory single or repeat-dose toxicology studies. In those instances, species selection is important, as administration by certain routes in certain species may not attain the level of exposure required. In some cases, combination studies where integrated approaches examine the interrelationships of drug-mediated effects on different organs can be a practical approach for safety pharmacology studies. One example is the addition of the functional observation battery, or Irwin screen, to rodent toxicology studies. The additional assessments are usually performed on a subset of animals, typically from the population of animals assigned to the evaluation of potential toxicity, generally three to five animals. The addition of cardiovascular endpoints is also common on non-rodent toxicology studies. These would be captured typically via jacketed external telemetry. Blood pressure can also be monitored via an implant or indirectly. Arterial blood gas for hemoglobin oxygen saturation can also be added to assess the respiratory function in non-rodents. Integration of safety pharmacology endpoints in general toxicity studies can reduce the total number of individual studies and total number of animals used and aid in integrative interpretations. Combination studies also have three R benefits and can have a beneficial impact on cost and resources. When designing integrated studies, it is important to consider that safety pharmacology requirements must not confound interpretation of general toxicology endpoints, and vice versa. As examples, 
surgery for implants may introduce pathological artifacts, while the extra handling and or novel environments can induce stress artifacts. Section 9. Safety pharmacology studies may not be necessary. According to Section 2.9 of the ICH-S7B guidance, safety pharmacology studies may not be necessary in cases of locally applied agents, dermal or ocular, where the pharmacology is well characterized and systemic exposure or distribution to other organs is demonstrated to be low. The same applies for cytotoxic agents for treatment of end-stage cancer. For agents with novel mechanisms of action, safety pharmacology studies may be of value biotechnology-derived products, and new formulations having similar PK and PD properties. Section 10. Choosing a CRO for safety pharmacology studies. Safety pharmacology may or may not be required to move your molecule forward. Alta Sciences experts can provide insight for the fundamental considerations in selecting and designing a suitable program for safety pharmacology. Establishing a specific roadmap which includes the core battery, cardiovascular, respiratory, and central nervous system, is the starting point, with supplemental studies included when there is a cause for concern. Some safety pharmacology endpoints can be included in the regulatory single or repeat-dose toxicology studies. It is a wise decision to consult our scientists for a thorough review of your program requirements and how we can assist you with a seamless transition to regulatory submission and human clinical trials. That brings us to the end of Issue 13 of the Alta Scientist, Safety Pharmacology Guidelines and Practices. We hope you enjoyed this audio recording. Join us again next time as we dive deeper into more critical processes in early phase drug development. You can also write to us at contact at altasciences.com or visit altasciences.com to learn more about what makes Alta Sciences a different kind of CRO and CDMO. Alta Sciences is an integrated drug development solution company offering pharmaceutical and biotechnology companies a proven, flexible approach to preclinical and clinical pharmacology studies, including formulation, manufacturing, and analytical services. For over 25 years, Alta Sciences has been partnering with sponsors to help support educated, faster, and more complete early drug development decisions. Alta Sciences integrated full-service solutions include preclinical safety testing, clinical pharmacology and proof of concept, bioanalysis, program management, medical writing, biostatistics, clinical monitoring, and data management, all customizable to specific sponsor requirements. Alta Sciences helps sponsors get better drugs to the people who need them faster.